Hey everybody, welcome back to Lunch with PB and J. <laughs> we have nothing to eat today. No. It's very sad. He's hungry. Actually, I've eaten. Sorry, you haven't eaten. So hungry. <laughs> I'm so hungry. We thought I thought maybe we'd record earlier, and I was gonna go get you sushi. And it would truly be lunch. I was gonna get you sushi. Ooh, now he tells me. <laughs> um, but it's later than we thought it would be, or I thought it would be, and so that's okay. I'm gonna do it. It means it's probably gonna be shorter because I'm hungry. He's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get this done and go eat. Um, so we're finishing uh, Jonah today. Mm -hmm. Right? Jonah, Jonah chapter, chapter four. 4. We made it through Jonah. Mm. Almost. <laughs> We're not quite there yet, so don't get ahead of us. Uh, but yeah, let's dive in. There's actually a lot in mm. this last chapter here. Yeah. Do you feel like... Let me ask you before we get done. <laughs> do you feel like you reached a conclusion? It's, I, especially, it might not be profound to anybody listening, I don't know. But for me, I definitely feel like it was profound to me just because I've read this recently like two times I've read it recently yeah. and I just felt all kinds of conviction <laughs> this last time especially with this chapter and it's not I don't know I don't think that's a shouldn't be a scary word conviction but it's just I think more than ever it showed me because I've always gone oh Jonah why are you the way you are why did you do this why did you act this way and I can't relate to you at all you know and that's that's not how I felt this time. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little more relatable this yeah. time. Unfortunately. Sadly. But yeah, maybe it was for me. I was at a place I'm like, God, search my heart. So. Yeah. No, I do. I, I feel like there's, it's still. It made more sense to I, me. I feel like it's still a shocking ending. Yeah. And yet I do feel like I have more of a understanding of the mm -hmm. conclusion. It's mm -hmm. still a sad conclusion, but you mm -hmm. feel like you. Definitely, you definitely see yourself in it mm -hmm. of how, if we're not careful, we can well, go and down I think, the same you know, path. And I understand the word sad, but this is a this is a moment in Jonah's <laughs> life. Yeah. And we all have moments in our life where maybe it wasn't the best version of us, but we learned something through it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't. I don't see any more stuff, so we don't really know what Jonah learned or mm -hmm. didn't learn, mm -hmm. but it's definitely here for us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's it, guys. That's what we learned from Jonah. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought we'd do the podcast backwards today. but <laughs> uh, So we're going to go ahead and, uh, yeah, I'm going to take it a couple verses at a time. Okay. You stop me where you class are a little foggy. All right. So I'm going to read uh, Jonah chapter four or just the first three verses or so here. It says, this change of plans greatly upset Jonah. Oh, if you missed last week, one, stop, go back, <laughs> listen to last week. They got to be in order. Yeah, this is really a, it's a story, so it's got to be in order. Um, so verse 10 of chapter 3 was, When God saw what they had done, the Ninevites uh, repented, and how he had how they put a stop to their evil ways. It says God changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's how chapter three ended, and then chapter four begins with this change of plans. So God's change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. Listen to this. <laughs> Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? This is why I ran away. To Tarshish, I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. 
You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. Uh, <laughs> I wrote in here somewhere dramatic. Like, he's just, he's a little dramatic, Tangent. Jonah. Um, so, yeah, so God sees Nineveh repent, and God changes his plans towards him. And, and this is, I mean... So we're going to kind of take big picture, little picture kind of thing. Um, you know, big picture, this is God's plan. Mm-hmm. This is what God's plan for all sinners are. Yeah. Uh, is he's going to send somebody into our lives to uh, speak repentance and show us the ways uh, that we're against God. And, but, and, and that destruction is coming. This mm-hmm. is the message for all of us. Mm-hmm. But if we are faithful, if we are willing to believe and, and follow God and, and we repent, and then God's... God changes our course for the future. Yeah. This Thank is goodness. this is the Old Testament, and yet this is the message of the gospel. Right. This is the gospel <clears throat> message, which is, I think, why, like we talked about last week, Jesus brought up the story of Jonah mm-hmm. when he was preaching to people in the New Testament during his ministry is because this is the gospel message. Right. This is everything, right? And so Jonah's upset because God decided he's not going to destroy the Ninevites, who he greatly wanted God to destroy. Which then just goes a little step further to, uh, again, I'm, I'm trying not to recap too much from last week, but um, it just, it, it further speaks to his re- lack of repentance. Mm-hmm. Because again, uh, repentance is is when you have a change of thinking. It changes the way that you think. And so he hasn't stopped the way that he thinks about the Ninevites. Yeah. Right. Uh, we were listening to a podcast the other day, Alyssa Childers, a great podcast. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you'd like a, a podcast to listen to, the Alyssa Childers podcast. Um, I listened to her quite a bit, but she was making a comment about, it was just kind of a side comment, but I've listened to some of her. But she said, Christians can't be racist. Mm-hmm. And she, like, it's just very blunt statements, very short statement. And the reason for that is because as followers of Jesus, we can't think negatively towards anyone right. because we recognize that God loves everybody. Right. So if you're it's truly fun, a Christian, yeah, <laughs> if you are truly a follower of Jesus, right. then you can't view anyone as less than anything mm-hmm. uh, in any way whatsoever. And so it's like just a fundamental fact. It seems so blanket, um, but it's it, her point to that is just, no, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, then you can't be this. You right. can't be racist. Yeah. Uh, and here's Jonah, and it just shows a lack of repentance because right. he has not changed the way that he thinks towards right. the Ninevites. He right. continues to hate them and want their destructions. Um and then I just wanted, I want to look at this and then I'll, I'll let you talk too, uh, is, is look at, <laughs> I laughed when I read this because I thought, look at Jonah's accusations against God. Uh, he says, I knew it, God. I knew you were compassionate, merciful, <laughs> slow to anger, and filled with unfailing love. He's like, it's like the worst trash talk ever because <laughs> it's like, yes, God is absolutely all of those things, but he uses them all in negative, right. like it's in a negative context right. almost right. that he throws this out there. And it's like, in reality, it's everything we love about God right. when it's directed towards us. Right. Right. And this is, and this is what Jonah's going. It's like, God, I knew you were merciful. Dang it. <laughs> right. Um, why'd you have to live up to everything you said you would do? But what uh, so it's that idea of just would, if you're honest, uh, uh, I'm just sorry, I'm trying to read that. Oh, yeah. So it's just 
we love it when those are the characteristics of God towards us. Right. But let's be honest, sometimes we're not crazy about those characteristics of God when they're pointed towards Other somebody right. um, that we're upset with. Right. Somebody that we don't like, someone that we feel like has hurt us. Um, someone, uh, you know, if someone who has hurt you shows up in church, can you accept that God has mm-hmm. forgiven them mm-hmm. and that they belong there just as much as you do? Right. And so what we see in Jonah is that he's consumed with bitterness mm-hmm. uh, towards these people. And I loved, I heard a, a pastor say one time, bitterness is where anger and unforgiveness are allowed to grow together. Mm-hmm. That's where bitterness comes from, is when you allow anger and unforgiveness to grow. Mm-hmm. It leads to bitterness. And, and you know you're in a bad place spiritually when you want God to destroy a person. Mm-hmm. When you want God to wreak havoc on a person or on a group of people. Yeah. You know, there was this happened after 9-11. There's all these Christians yelling, you know, get the Muslims. Mm-hmm. And, and like your heart spiritually is in a bad place mm-hmm. when you want God's vengeance yeah. more than you want his mercy. Right. That's powerful. Um, yeah, that verse, it says, I, I knew that you were merciful and compassionate. God, slow to get angry and fill with unfailing love. Mm-hmm. It is. It's comical because it's just like what Ben's saying. He's saying it in a negative way, right? It's, it's crazy. And in and, and, and reading that, I knew, I knew that you were compassionate, that you were loving, that you were slow to get angry, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you think about that. How did Jonah know that? Because he just experienced it himself. yeah. yeah. You know, he just experienced the, the patience and the love, and God rescued him um, from from death. You know, here he was drowning, and this whale comes along, swallows him up, and he has time to repent and think about what happened. The whale spits him out. Like he had, God was patient with him. Mm-hmm. So to say that, like I knew you were this way. Why did he know that? Because he had experienced all those good things. And in that moment, he was thankful. Like, we can go back if we want to and look at that prayer that he was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And so that's how we know, okay, Jonah knew God had these characteristics, knew God had these traits. Mm -hmm. But just like Ben saying, he sang it in a negative light. And this is one of those, just reading it, I found myself relating. (laughs) It's like... I would normally read this and just be like, I can't relate to Jonah, right? But in I started just asking myself some questions and thinking like, well, okay, I, I don't I don't look at God this way or I'm not mad when God does good things. And yet I think we have to look at these things and really get honest and say, you know, do we want God's mercy just for ourselves or for others? And, no, you know, we would say no. And that we'd say we do want God's mercy for other people, but I think we have to ask ourselves like when when you feel unforgiveness towards somebody, mm-hmm. they've wronged you, they've done something bad, and you feel that unforgiveness and you have a really hard time forgiving them, that's basically the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. That's that. Hey, I got God. I want that mercy for me. I want you to forgive me of all my sins and all my mess ups and all my, you know, things I'm not good at. Have grace on me. But that person that's hurt me once, twice, you know, okay, I'm Mm. done with them. Or they're just too wicked to be saved. They're just too bad. And I don't know, this time when I read that, I I think it came alive to me more than ever that, that when there's been places and times in my life that I had a hard time forgiving, I'm like, that's what he's, that's the same thing. That's that same mentality. Yeah. And even the wording, okay. Um... 
<coughs> we see that God is slow to anger and he's filled with unfailing love. Mm-hmm. And another way that we can just check our hearts to see if we're like Jonah is are we quick to get angry and are we filled with conditional love? Yeah, that's good. And I think so many of us, we're quick. We're just quick to get angry over everything, everybody, somebody wrongs us, somebody comes in our lane, somebody takes something from (laughs) us, somebody does something against it. We're quick, we're quick to get angry. And then the others, you know, the opposite of filled with unconditional love we're filled with conditional love. Hey, I'll love you if A, B, and C is done. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to me, that's kind of what I was filtering through my mindset of, uh, yeah, we're so much like Jonah, we don't even realize it. Yeah, You know, we're quick. We're so quick to get angry at people and each other and not just our enemies. You know, here this is Jonah's enemies. The Assyrians are his enemies. But we're quick to get angry at even our families and Mm -hmm. the people in church and the people our neighbors we're just quick to get angry so yeah i really related to that more Mm -hmm. and more today too like just people lose it at the drop of a hat right it's it's the viral videos right we all see it it's just one person makes a comment next thing you know 14 phones are pointing at you (laughs) and i don't know if you feel forced into it or what the deal is but just people are so confrontational and quick to anger Mm -hmm. like just quick to anger where we don't talk things through and just rational yeah yeah and to so today while i was studying um i'm, I'm sitting here studying that verse that says you know i knew that you were merciful and compassionate god slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love i'm reading it and i had turned my spotify on and as i'm reading that this song comes up and it's mm-hmm. uh if you're interested it's shane and shane mm-hmm. and it's psalm 145 is the the name of the song and what's so cool about this particular song is it's like a vert it it just it's a verse basically but that's where that's where it says so it is psalms 145 verse 8 and it says the lord is merciful and compassionate (laughs) slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and i just i just want another reminder for everybody for christians to just like you hear so much where people, especially maybe out in the world, be like, you know, the God of the Old Testament is this angry God. And like, you know, the New Testament, now that has Jesus and I like that. But the God of the the Old Testament, well, he's just angry. Like you haven't read Jonah. You yeah. haven't read Psalms 145.8 that, that tells the whole nature of who God is and his love is and compassion. Mm-hmm. So I also just want to remind you that the Old Testament God doesn't change. Yeah. He hasn't changed. Um, and so just a reminder of God's nature that he is slow to anger and he is compassionate. Yeah. And yeah, Jonah's such a reminder of that. This this book of Jonah is such a reminder. <laughs> I was even thinking as you're talking, like it's such a, I'm joking about the fact, you know, he's like it's like he's insulting him with all good things. <laughs> yeah. And yet, like, how would it be if we lived our lives? Truly to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. To be As Christians, we're supposed to be Christ-like. And imagine if the only thing people could insult us with was the characteristics of God. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Dang it, you're so loving. Yeah. Why are you so merciful? Why yeah. are you so compassionate? Yeah. You know, is just something to strive for. Yeah. <laughs> Strong, something to live for. Like you're too patient. Um, so, yeah. So, verse 3, again, Jonah just gets really dramatic here. Yeah. Uh, God asks, he, he asks God to, to kill him. Since you're not going to kill the Ninevites, then kill me. And when you think about that for a moment, like that's 
What Jonah's saying is, I don't want to live in a world Mm -hmm. where the Ninevites, where the Assyrians are allowed to repent. Mm -hmm. Like, let's, let's, let's just call it what it is. Like, I don't want to live in a world where they're allowed to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, like, he's saying, I I want to live in a world where the people that have wronged me die, (laughs) where they are taken off this earth, where they are wiped out. Like, he's not even saying... I just don't want anything to do with those people anymore. He's saying, I don't want to live in a world where it's okay for them to live. Yeah. Where it's okay for them to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live in a world. Well, that statement of, and we, I mean, we're looking at it going, okay, Jonah, that's dramatic. But I think it shows the passion of his hatred. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Verse four, I'm going to read the next three. Uh, It says, the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under it as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged, there's that word again, Mm -hmm. the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there. And soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This this eased his discomfort and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. Mm -hmm. So every time God arranges... For something to happen, it's to Jonah's benefit. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Um, you know, Jonah uh, got arranged for Jonah to go to Nineveh. He he replied no, but it would have been for his benefit to obey God. Right. Uh, he arranged for that storm to come yeah. so that uh, Jonah's sin could be yeah. uh, brought out and and he would have a chance to repent. He arranged for the fish to swallow him. He arranged mm-hmm. for the fish to spit him back out. And now here he is, and he's over to the side of the city. Like, if you can just imagine this. Like, I can't, I can't. There's a part of me that just can't even imagine this. Like, he just goes and sits on a hill outside the it's city. A sick. And just sits you know? there and waits to see what's going to happen. Right. And he's brooding. I guess this would be where we would use the word brooding. He's over there, and he's brooding, and yeah. he's angry, and he's upset. And, and God arranges again for this plant to understand miraculously grow Mm -hmm. okay because y'all know if you put a seed in the ground Mm -hmm. it doesn't just sprout big enough to shade you overnight Mm -hmm. and yet this is what happens with jonah just just like the miraculousness of him being swallowed by a whale exactly so this is miraculous this is god's provision miraculously showing itself so this is everything that got jonah just got mad at god for being merciful and compassionate Mm -hmm. this is god being merciful and Mm -hmm. compassionate towards jonah again and what happens is again it it says this eased his discomfort and jonah was very grateful Mm -hmm. for the plant isn't that ironic Mm -hmm. how all of a sudden thankful again a second ago he was angry at god for being compassionate and merciful but again now that it's directed towards him yeah. He's very grateful for the mercy and the compassion of God. Yeah. Um, that statement, is it right? I got stuck on that part. Oh, for says, sure, yeah. The Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? And I just got so stuck on that because here you have Jonah having a flat-out tantrum, like three-year-old toddler fit on the floor. I yeah. just want to die, you know. If you're not going to do it my way, I just want to die. He's having tantrum. And then God, in His, in His patience, in His compassion, in His patience, He just calmly replies to Jonah, "Is it right? Is it right for you to be angry about this?" You know, I just feel almost like that parental. Mm-hmm. He just, he just calm. Jonah's lost his mind. I want to die. 
miserable and here's God. Is it right for you to be angry about this? And I feel like it also just shows that God's like wanting Jonah to search his heart, mm-hmm. you know, and just because it's almost like God saying, you know, is my goodness displeasing you? Is my goodness is it displeasing you? Is it right for you to be angry about this? And it reminded me as I was reading it, it reminded me how it was really similar to the Pharisees and their mm-hmm. how they treated Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to tell Jesus, you know, how dare you hang out with sinners and eat with them? Um, how dare you heal people on the Sabbath? <laughs> Sabbath, you know, and they wanted to tell Jesus what was right and wrong. Right he, here, he is the essence of righteousness and they want to tell him what's right Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's kind of what's happening here with jonah is he's judging god and Mm -hmm. god says is it right for you to be angry with me or (laughs) are you judging me you know and you just see this and then again it makes you question it makes you look at yourself and say have i had times in my life where i want to judge you know, what I think, okay, God, this wasn't right that you did in my life and you should have done it this way. And, yeah. you should, and and we can look at this story and maybe it's so blatantly wrong what Jonah did because there was, oh, why would Jonah not want to save these people? But I think we have to really just search our hearts. And that statement stood out to me so much. Is it right for you to be angry about this, about my goodness, about when I choose to be good and show my kindness and when I choose to restrain it. And so it just, yeah, made me question of just myself and say, God, search my heart that I don't have yeah. this mentality in me. Yeah. This is why God has given us the Bible is so that we'll do this. Not, not so that we'll read the book of Jonah and say, thank God I'm not like Jonah. Mm-hmm. No, it's to, it's to search our hearts and see if, see if there's something in us like that, that that's that way and you're right it is like that it's that parental thing yeah. of like if your kids ever talk back to you and you just look at them and go what'd you just say <laughs> it's like that you you're giving them a moment yeah to rethink through their process right like is this really how i want to because, come across guys if you and this is why okay be aware this is old testament for everybody who just thinks god was only one way in the old testament. this is old testament and then flip forward a few books and you'll get to one and it talks about Ananias and Sapphira and Mm. they did something and and they got struck dead immediately. New Testament. New Testament. So what I'm trying to say is like in this moment for Jonah, we cannot pass by this flippantly and think, oh, no big deal. No, God is being very patient with Jonah in this moment. Yeah. And again, he's, God has delivered Jonah once. Yeah. Delivered Jonah twice. Now he's showing compassion a third time, and or he's about to show compassion that third time as, yeah. as he leads the plant. But yeah, I just, I got that same thing. Like when you read that, it's just this, um, you know, again, we, we love the message of God until God's love, like that, that whole message of God's love. We love that message until it's directed towards somebody that right. we don't deem to be worthy of it. Right. Right. And, and Romans 8 says that, that we are all enemies of God. Mm-hmm. We're all enemies of God. But God loved us and gave his son for us. While we were still so sinners, sinners. Yeah. Christ died for us. Yeah. And so we look at, you know, we can have a tendency sometimes to look at certain groups in the mm-hmm. world and go, they're not worthy of God's love. 
And God is trying to remind us, hey, there was a time where you weren't worthy of it. And before you say you don't do that, can I just ask you, how do you treat that person? Mm-hmm. Because the things that are in our heart come out by what we say about people yeah. and how we treat people. Because you may not blatantly say that you hate anybody, mm-hmm. but how do you treat people? What, do you what jokes do you tell? Yeah. You know, who are the, who's the people group in your jokes? Yeah. You know, is there is a certain group of people do you like to laugh at, do you like to joke about, and things like that? Mm-hmm. Because that's all part of it. Mm-hmm. Out of the abundance of the heart, right. the mouth speaks. Yeah. So what is in our heart is what comes out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. And so how do you talk about people? How do you talk about groups of people? How do you talk about whatever? Uh, and, and it really does. And so, yeah, you just, you hear God and it's just, I mean, again, God has struck people dead. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Uh, further back, you know, the ground opens up because they built, they worshiped another God and, mm-hmm. and swallowed people up. And so this is like, this is a gentle, mm-hmm. gentle rebuke from God for him to look at Jonah and go, Hey, Jonah, mm-hmm. you sure about this? <laughs> are, are you sure? Hey, is this something you should be angry about? Which honestly implies that there are some things you should be angry about, mm-hmm. right? There's some things mm-hmm. you want to get upset, you want to get riled up about. Mm-hmm. Is this one of them? Is somebody repenting and being saved from destruction? Is that really something that, that should bother you? Mm-hmm. Should it bother you the way that it's bothering you? Um, fascinating little back and forth there. So um, this eased the discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. Verse 7. Uh, how far am I going? About three more again. Uh, but God also arranged for a worm. <laughs> the next morning at dawn, the worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. Now, again, I want to say, every time God arranged something, it's to Jonah's benefit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God arranges for things in our life that maybe don't look like a benefit for us. But if it's to slap us upside the head mm-hmm. so that we will wake up to our own uh, faults and our own, you know, going the wrong direction and things right. like that. Uh, it's almost, it's like those rumble strips on the road, you know, they're mm-hmm. there to wake you up right. before something even worse happens. Right. And so if the worst thing that's happening is you've drifted over the line and hit those rumble stri- strips for a second, they're there to wake you up. Right. That's the whole point of them, right? Yeah. So God arranging for a storm so that Jonah gets thrown overboard is a rumble strip Mm -hmm. in Jonah's life. Mm -hmm. A fish swallowing Jonah for three days is a rumble strip in Jonah's life. Now God provides a plant, gives you shade, gives you covering. Here's my grace. Here's my mercy. Mercy. Here's my compassion. Here's my unfailing love. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to arrange a worm Mm -hmm. to kill that plant Mm -hmm. because I want you to recognize something. It's another rumble strip. Well, and I'm, so I'm thinking of this word right now. I'm trying to, you know how you try to teach your kids a lesson, and you you use a um, we don't tell necessarily tell parables, but you 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 do something in order to show them a lesson, yeah. to, to give an illustration of, hey, I'm trying to explain something to you, and I'm going to use a real life thing to happen, yeah. and it's going to get your attention. Like I feel like that's what he's yeah. he's doing here. It's like if one of your kids snatches a toy from the other one, and that one starts crying, and you go and. Yeah. Snatch it away from them and give yeah. it back, and you're like, and then you "How's say, that feel? How did that feel?" <laughs> right? It's the same thing. It's, it's the exact same thing. We're parenting like God does. Um, yes, that's right. We do that. All right. Uh, but God also arranged for a worm. The next morning at dawn, that worm ate through the stem of the plant so that it withered away. 
and as the sun grew hot, God arranged for a scorching east wind to blow. That's my rumble strip. All right, another rumble strip. The sun beat down on his head until he grew faint and wished to die. Certain, death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. Hmm. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? Yes, Jonah retorted, even angry enough to die. Hmm. And notice it's the second time he's, God's asking, is it, is it right for you to be angry? Yeah. You know? So here's that, yeah, it's that object lesson, right? Yeah. So that was the word I was looking for. (laughs) Okay. We got there. Uh, yeah, it's it's an object lesson. So, mm-hmm. like, he's asked Jonah, okay, Jonah, you're upset and you want to die because I forgave the Ninevites because they yeah. repented. They did exactly what I wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. And so I forgave them. I spared them from destruction. You got angry about that and wanted to die. Yeah. And, and, and I asked you, you know, is it right for you to be upset about that? Mm-hmm. And you're like, bah, 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 and you went and sat outside. And then I provided a shelter for you. I yeah. covered you from the heat. I protected you from heat exhaustion mm-hmm. and, and, and all of these things. I protected you from that. And then that thing came and was taken away. And now, is it okay? Is it right for you to be upset? Because the plant died. And he mm-hmm. goes, yeah, it is upset. I mm-hmm. should be upset. I'm angry enough to die over this. Right. And then so it's just it's a, it's another object lesson because it's another arrangement It's another um, uh, what we just say object lesson here that that is happening along the way for Jonah to to snap out like God's yeah. just trying desperately to get him to understand what has happened here. Yeah. And, and I read this and I thought, you know, uh, again, this this plant was miraculously provided by God for Jonah. It withers and died, and God makes this point, and he makes this point that, that Jonah, you care more about this plant right. than that you did nothing to make, mm-hmm. that you did nothing to earn, than you do the souls of an entire city. Mm-hmm. Because, and you go back to that verse that says this east, so what verse is that? Uh, I think it's six maybe, five or six there. It says the the plant, this eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. Mm -hmm. So this is why he mourned it, is because he was being sensitive to his own needs, but not the needs of these people. And let's just jump ahead to the object lesson that Jonah is for us, okay? (laughs) This is salvation, guys. Yeah. Like when we accept the gift of salvation... And then we get upset mm-hmm. when somebody that we think doesn't deserve it, when we look at somebody and we're skeptical, when somebody, you know, that has just been an awful person accepts Jesus and they say, you know, I love Jesus, I thank Jesus for my salvation. And you're like, mm, I don't think so. I don't think God could. I mean, that person has done some awful things in their mm-hmm. lives. I don't think that they, I don't think it's real. I don't and, think it's and legitimate. To, to check your heart to see if any of that's in there. You know, do this on your own time. You don't. Have, you don't need to text us and tell us. But it's that thing of like, think of the worst person in history. Mm-hmm. Think of the worst person that you could possibly think of, and just say, you know, would I be okay five minutes before they died yeah. if they repented and they got right with God and God forgive them and I see them in heaven? Mm. Am I okay yeah. with that? And I mean, if if a lot of us are honest, some of us would maybe have to wrestle with that and that shows us the condition of her heart when we have to even wrestle with it yeah even the mental wrestling with it and we can say well god well god they hurt 
children or we, they hurt this or like think of the worst things that people have done. Mm-hmm. And this is why, you know, Jonah in himself, he's justified. Hey, God, these are the most wicked. Don't forget, as we read history, like the Ninevites were some of the most wicked people at that time. Yeah. So in his mind, he's so justified by these were wicked people. God, you shouldn't forgive the, these wicked people. And I think that's a good test of our own heart because I've actually had to do it myself and say, yeah. would I be okay with that? Because they're so wicked in my head. They're on this scale, mm-hmm. you know? And the fact that we even have to struggle sometimes with that shows that we don't really completely understand the gospel yeah. and how much God's grace is just there. And I think to really bring it home, and, and like you mentioned, like go back and think of the worst person in history, but think of the person that hurt you the most yeah. in your life. Yeah. I mean, some of, I know that some of the people watching, some of the people listening, you've, you've just been through some horrific experiences in your life. Yeah. You know, what if that person that hurt you the most, um, you know, finds their way to Jesus and finds their way to repentance and finds their way to forgiveness and be adopted into the family of God? And, and you know, is that something you get upset about or is it something that you can truly celebrate Mm -hmm. like the bible says that all of heaven stops and rejoices over a soul coming to know jesus yeah and so this is this is like i I thought through this like look at the comparison of jonah to jesus okay so jonah's life called to preach repentance to his enemies disobeys and runs away reluctantly he finally goes he faces his enemies he hates them He's angry about the fact that they repent and Mm -hmm. that they're forgiven. Jesus, sent to preach repentance to his enemies. Mm -hmm. It says that we were enemies of God. Mm -hmm. So he is sent to preach repentance to his enemies. He obeys immediately. He goes face to face with his enemy. He loves them. Mm -hmm. He dies for them. Why? So that they can have forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Which life is it that we're supposed to model? Yeah. Like this is the life of Jesus. And so... We're called to spread the gospel in truth and love. Mm -hmm. This is what we're called to. This is what we're supposed to do as Christians in truth and love. What is the truth of the gospel? That God so loved the world Mm -hmm. that whosoever, whosoever, everyone, (laughs) whosoever would believe would have, uh, could have eternal life. And so that is the truth. And love is the fact that we're willing to go to whosoever, right. whosoever God will send us to, not just telling people that they've sinned, but truly loving them enough to point them towards Jesus mm-hmm. and, and, and then rejoicing mm-hmm. when they find him. Yeah. So here you have Jonah who's like, okay, fine, God, I'll go. I'm not going to like it. Well, fine, go kick in and scream and act like a baby. But like you would hope that once he saw this, uh, because honestly, guys, like salvation is beautiful. Yeah. And when you see a life truly transformed by the yeah. love of God, it's a beautiful thing to see. And it should change. If nothing else changes you, that should change mm-hmm. you. Like when this is what happens when we hear an incredible testimony. Isn't it crazy how we will hear a testimony of, uh, you know, there was a pastor down in Tennessee. His testimony is uh, he strangled a woman to death. He was in prison for years. Um, you remember? Yeah. Okay. And so I mean, he's a pastor of a huge church now in, in Nashville. And he came and I've heard his testimony several times now. He came and spoke to our staff one time. And um, Didn't he do prison time? He did prison that? time. That's where he found Jesus and, and all that. So it's a, it's a great testimony. And as Christians, man, we love testimonies like that. <laughs> we love the story of the murderer who found Jesus. We love the story of the drug addict who found Jesus. 
Jesus. We love all that. But think about that woman's family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're quick to rejoice when it, when doesn't, somebody, when it doesn't affect, affect us. us. But are we just as quick to rejoice mm-hmm. when anybody, even the ones that have affected us, are we just as quick to rejoice? Mm-hmm. This is the contrast between Jonah and Jesus. Yeah. Jonah would have been quick to rejoice if it had been somebody that he loved that had right. come to know Jesus right. and, hey, now we're going to be in heaven together forever. Right. But because it's his enemies right. that are, are finding repentance and forgiveness and, and being spared from destruction, now all of a sudden he's like, man, I just want to go sit outside in the heat and die. Mm-hmm. I just want to kick rock. <laughs> the other part that stood out <laughs> to really me, I don't know if you got here or not, but it says, it's, it's, it's in verse 10, but it says, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and it's this illustration of God using this plant to grow up and shade him. And then, he, and then God chooses to make this worm and the, kill it in the, the scorching winds. But that word that says that you didn't do anything to put it there, you know, and it just made me realize you know even more like how invested god is in his creation yeah god god is invested i mean he's so invested in his creation he's so invested we're made in the image of god mm-hmm. each and every one of us we're his children and he's so invested in us and so it was like this just the, just that statement of you know you you haven't done anything to you didn't create them mm-hmm you you haven't yeah. looked after them. You haven't fed them. You haven't brought rain to water them so that they won't have a drought. You haven't done anything. Who has? I have. Yeah. And so even though these people are, at the time, were wicked, you know, and it, and it uses that word later in the verse, of they were in spiritual darkness, you know, it just shows the investment. And so that's why we have to be so careful when we maybe think or we say things like, well, does God care? Does God care about the starving people over in this country? Does God care about blah, blah, blah? Does God care about me and my needs? Does God care? Like God cares about the sparrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God cares about the, even the animals. It mentions animals. Yeah. God cares. He is invested. And so that to me stood out of just, we cannot forget that. Um, and when we partner ourselves with Jesus, when we partner ourselves with what God is doing, then all of a sudden we are also invested, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we link arms with that. Yeah. But Jonah, he's, he doesn't care. He's yeah. not invested. Well, and it's funny, as you're saying that, like and you're talking about being invested in God's investment yeah. and, and you're talking about, you know, him saying, you know, the, you know, I'm the one that sent water, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But as you're saying that, I'm just thought, man, he, you know, where else he invested? He invested in Jonah. Mm-hmm. Like, in order for these people to find repentance, he invested in Jonah. He brought he a prophet He commissioned to them. Jonah to yeah. go. Yeah. He saved Jonah. He spoke to Jonah. He had to forgive Jonah. He had to show compassion to Jonah. Like, he had to pour into Jonah's life right. as an investment in the Ninevites. Yeah. And this is how we need to view our own lives. And, like, and again... I think that's part of the object lesson here for Jonah mm-hmm. is, dude, you have done nothing to gain the shelter, mm-hmm. the salvation from this plant. <laughs> you did nothing to earn that. You did nothing to, you didn't invest anything in that. I just gave it to you. Yes. And in the same way, what can happen is if we just take our salvation and hold it tight and it's, you know, my four and no more. Right. Then we are failing to give any kind of return 
on the investment that God has put into us. Mm-hmm. God invests in us because he's expecting a return. Mm-hmm. There, there should be an, an outcome from that, right? And so that we should pay dividends uh, <laughs> because of what God's invested in us. That's, that's part of that's part of this is God is investing in you. He's invested in us. He's he's investing in you. And he says, listen, I'm giving you salvation, something you didn't earn, mm-hmm. something you can't get on your own, something you don't deserve. Yeah. I have invested my son yeah. into you so that you can have salvation. Now, mm-hmm. where's the dividends? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you, what are you going to pay out? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not that we have to pay out something to earn our way in heaven. We're in, mm-hmm. we're in, right? But God's like, man, I've, I've invested in you mm-hmm. so that you will invest in others. And we give him, and that investment will multiply. is That's we the point give of an investment. him our heart. Yeah. We give him all of ourselves. We give him all of, we surrender, you know? Yeah. An investment should multiply. That's what yeah. we're supposed no, to do. that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, verse 10, then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant that you did nothing to put there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Should, excuse me, shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Turn the page. There's nothing left. That's it. That's the end of it. And you're like, this is the end of the story. It ends on a question. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Yeah. You know, there's 120 people, 120,000 people here. It's like you feel sorry, but you you feel sorry for a plant that you did nothing for. Mm-hmm. And you care more about that than you do 120,000 souls. 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 And God says, listen, again, like you did nothing for that plant. Go ahead. And I love the wording of it says 100 and. 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness. darkness. You know, it's one it is one word in it and it fits that whole word of wickedness, right? But then when when God's trying to explain to Jonah just that compassion and that the insight and and he describes these people and he says they're living in spiritual darkness mm-hmm. and then what we know we have the light. We know Jesus is the light. We know the gospel message is the light. So it's just, it, it gives you this mental picture of their living in spiritual darkness, and it shows you, hey, they don't have to be in darkness. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like there's this option. Mm-hmm. They can come into the light. But yeah. I love that wording of the spiritual darkness. Yeah. No, and that's what I thought, too, of just, you know, God says, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I made these, he's letting Jordan know, I made these people. Mm-hmm. I made that plant, took it away. Who cares? It's a plant. These are 120,000 souls. And I made those people for me. Mm -hmm. Humanity was made by God for God. Mm -hmm. And he says, listen, shouldn't I feel sorry for them? Mm -hmm. Like, do you understand what you're saying, Joan? When you say you'd rather die than live in a world Mm -hmm. where people can become what they were created to be. Mm -hmm. Right? He said, don't you understand? Shouldn't I feel sorry for them? I made them. Yeah. I'm losing them. Yeah. They're dying. They're suffering, and I can change that. Mm-hmm. Like, what? 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 Don't, we need to check. <laughs> we need to check our hearts. Yeah. For what bitterness is doing in us. Yeah. For what anger is doing in us. For what unforgiveness is doing in us. And and how do we? Just what we've been talking about is how do you see? How do we see um, those people that we don't care for? Yeah. I'm not even going to use the word hate. Those people that you don't care And I'm, for. I appreciate that because what we don't seem to think we hate. Yeah. 
But what we've got to get to is this under this strong dislike of I don't want to be in this person's presence. Yeah. That's the part where we got to check ourselves. Yeah. God loves them. Yeah. That's what we have to understand. God loves them with an unfailing love. He's compassionate. Mm -hmm. He's merciful. He's slow to anger. I love that last verse in 11. It says, But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Mm -hmm. Should not, you know, that that thing, look at all those souls. Um, One thing that I've learned to do while I'm reading books is I'll go to the front of the book and it'll just give an outline. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I don't know if everybody's Bible does this, but mine does. I think everybody does should have this but it'll say key verse Mm. and what's interesting is this last verse it you know shouldn't i feel sorry for such a great city that's the key verse for jonah yeah and so you know if you're ever wondering is what is this book about uh that key verse will usually try to sum up the whole book if that's even possible but Mm -hmm. i think this does this this sums up the entire book of jonah um because it's god's heart towards humanity it's god's heart towards his people and and again this is Old Testament. See, the nature of God does not change just because we flip Old Testament, New Testament. God's nature does not change how he yeah. feels, his compassion towards people. And, um, yeah, it definitely made me, we've got to stop being selfish and ask God to open up our hearts. Mm-hmm. And and the ways that we're sometimes selfish is maybe we only want to do for people when it's, you know, I go back to that line. That says it eased um, it eased Jonah's discomfort. That's this plant eased Jonah's discomfort, and that's what made him mad when it died. Is mm-hmm. oh, all of a sudden I'm uncomfortable. So I think what we see in this story too is just a it's a ton of selfishness. It's a ton of like pride, yeah. you know, and so and and hatred. <laughs> but it's just this: we have to ask God to search our hearts and show me the places that I'm being selfish and I'm not thinking about other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. It's a good book. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. It's a doozy, guys. Yeah, I think I think we walk away from it and we just say, God, God, look at my heart. Mm-hmm. Show me my heart. Show mm-hmm. me where I am. Yeah. Um, help me to be quick to listen. Yeah. Slow to anger and quick to listen. Yeah. I think there's a proverb in there somewhere <laughs> about that. Uh, listen, uh, that does it for Jonah. Guys, we thank you so much for sticking with us through all of this. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're getting something out of it. Uh, if nothing changes between now and next week, I believe uh, our next kind of grouping that we're going to go is we're going to dive into some of the parables of okay. Jesus. I forgot um, what we said. <laughs> um, but hey, with that said, listen, uh, this is just really was on my heart today. Again, if you ever have questions mm-hmm. about anything, yeah. um, anything in the Bible, it can be a one-off question. It doesn't matter. This podcast is for you guys. Mm-hmm. Our heart was never to be podcast famous influencers or anything like that. It was simply we had a call. We had a desire for people to understand the Bible better and yeah. to understand the heart of God just, better. Just wanting God to just bring back the desire for people to read their Bible. Yeah. And so let us just say it again. If you have a topic, if you have a verse, a passage of scripture, a book of the Bible that you just, you're like, man, I read this and it like, I just don't understand what it means. I go back to um, another podcast that I listened to one time and, and their whole message was 
to have no problem verses. Mm -hmm. That was what they wanted, no problem verses. So if you have a verse that's maybe been a problem to you, you mm -hmm. don't understand what does this mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a passage of scripture. Maybe it's a, a character in the Bible and you're just like, I don't understand this person mm -hmm. and what they had to do. We wanna answer those questions for you guys as well. And so right now, um, yeah, like at any point that you're listening to this or watching this, that this might be, you might be a few weeks behind us, it doesn't matter. Just whenever you hear this, whenever you see this, uh, if you have a question, we'd love to know. Mm -hmm. And so you can do one of uh, a few things. You can uh, leave a message under this video. You can comment below and, and we'll see that and, and we'll add that to our list of topics. Um, if you want to uh, message us on Facebook, or on Instagram, you can do that. Uh, on Facebook, we are at Lunch with PB and J. On Instagram, it's Lunch with PB and J uh, underline podcast. All right, and uh, so you can do that, or you can email us Lunch with PB and J at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, it's it's just been in my heart here lately, guys. I, I know that there's people out there with questions. Mm -hmm. uh, I have people in my office today with a list of questions. So I know there's questions out there mm -hmm. and we want to tackle those things. Mm -hmm. And so uh, don't worry about it, all right? There are no dumb questions. You should never stop having questions. There are no silly <laughs> questions. There are no dumb questions. So if you have a, a topic, a verse, whatever, we'd love to answer those questions. Uh, thanks for being with us. We're glad to be here with you. And we'll see you next week for Lunch with PB&J. Bye, guys.